Welcome back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, guys. The athlete development podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sport. I'm your host, Tola Ogunlewe, and this is episode 592. Come through when things matter the most. Your mind and body must work together and offer something beyond your limitations. He's the finest and most accomplished female Asian footballer of this generation. She is also in the conversation of being one of the best ever. Today on the show, Japanese superstar Homari Sawa. I remember where I was in 2011 when Sawa led her country to FIFA Women's World Cup title. I was still recovering from my knee surgery. So anything that was going to lighten the mood, you know, and and just get me upbeat, I was always going to welcome it. So, of course, I was watching the 2011 FIFA Women's World Cup. Sawa's performances at the World Cup did exactly what I needed it to do. The grace with which she played was a joy to behold. Behind every great champion and athlete is a story. A story that sheds more light on their journey, their successes and challenges. For Sawa, greatness was always upon her. She started playing in the Japanese league at the age of 12. And before then, she played on boys teams. At the age of 12, she was already playing in the top league. Only God knows what I was doing at the age of 12. The thing with female sports at the time, I mean, which kind of like was understandable, was that you didn't have many females playing sports, so you couldn't really form teams, especially the team sports. You couldn't really form teams. To show how good you were back then, you had to be good enough to play on boys' teams. Sawa was more than good enough. Two years later, after making a debut in the league, she was selected to the best 11 team. At the age of 15, she made her debut for the Japanese national team. It's a career that would last for the next 12 years. On her debut for the national side, she scored four goals in that particular match. It was the first of many outstanding performances. In 1995, she went to her first FIFA Women's World Cup tournament. And though Japan was knocked out in the group stages, Led by Sawa in the coming years, Japan would be a force to be reckoned with. By the 2011 World Cup, Sawa had fully established herself, not only as a force to be reckoned with in her country, but all over the world. Now captain of the team, she led Japan to his first ever World Cup crown and the first by any Asian team. Her performances throughout the tournament were of MVP status. She, of course, won the Golden Ball for Best Player of the Tournament. It wasn't a surprise when she was named 2011 FIFA Women's World Player of the Year. Sawa wasn't done yet. The following year, she led Japan again to the finals of the Olympic Games where they finished second. In 2014, she led Japan to the Asian Cup title. For those who thought the World Cup triumph in 2011 was was a fluke, you know, in the sense that they didn't really deserve it. 2015 
was an opportunity to set the record straight. Sawa, along with the teammates, propelled Japan to another back-to-back World Cup final appearances where they would lose to the United States. So you see, in 2011, they beat the United States, but in 2015, the US kind of got their revenge. He represented a country 205 times and scored 83 goals, a record for a Japanese footballer, male or female. A club career saw her play for NVT, Beleza, Atlanta Best, Nippon TV, Beleza, Washington Freedom, and Kobe Leonesa. Her illustrious career spanned 25 years. Today, she's your mentor, guys, and there are three lessons that I want you to learn from this exceptional and exemplary athlete in Mare Sawa. First lesson, guys, is come through when things matter the most. Come through when things matter the most. So at the time when Sawa was retiring, you know, I kind of like starting at the end, so to speak, uh, one of her coaches was asked, you know, in terms of what's your thought on Sawa? Now that she's retiring, now that she's bowing out, she's stepping out of the game, and things like that. And you see, it was what he said that propelled me to make this lesson number one. And he said, the bigger the stage, the better she excels. The bigger the stage, the better she excels. You see, there are so many. And of course, I remember the story I was reading about Dennis Bergkamp. So Dennis Bergkamp was also uh, a male footballer, legendary uh, player for Arsenal and of course for the Dutch national team. You know, and, and there was, I can't remember if it was a book he did or an interview that he did where he was talking about how his approach to training. So it was either he or Thierry Henry, but uh, they were kind of discussing both guys in terms of what they were able to achieve in football and, and things like that. You know, and they were talking about their attitude to training vis-a-vis their attitude during the game. And what they were saying was that, look, in training, I only gave about 70% and, and I, I had this you know, arguments and discussion with my cousins at the time that I only gave 70 or 80%. But guess what? Every time you saw those guys turn up during the game, it was always result-driven. They were always going to deliver. Again, it reminds me of Ledley King. Now, Ledley King played for Tottenham, played for England. And this was the guy who, you know, I think he had the most fragile body that any footballer has ever had this was a guy who he couldn't train during the week so that he could play during the weekend i'm like what kind of footballer is that like you need to train so he would do all this um um, drills in the swimming pool and all of that because if he trains too excessively he'll get injured but guess what anytime ledley king stepped onto the pitch to play he was delivering results he was delivering performances that told the coach that (laughs) this is a guy that we need in the team and of course he was named Tottenham captain as well. What's my point with this lesson? You see, every time Sawa was needed, so of course, eventually she became captain of the Japanese team. Every time she was needed, she delivered. Every time she was needed, she delivered. I see a lot of young athletes who, during training, you're the boss. During training, like you are untouchable. But for some reason, it's always exceptionally difficult for you to translate that to when it really matters you're also going to see athletes when it's early part of the tournament you know so group stage or maybe first round if if you are a track athlete and, and things like that you're always special 
But when he gets to the final, guess what happens? Problem. And of course, I shared this with Asafa Powell as well when we looked at him on a previous episode of the podcast about how when the stakes were in high, he was able to deliver. He was able to do everything that he needed to do. But the minute the stakes were high, it was a final. There was something that was being expected. Guess what? You would never, ever find him. I see that is what for 25 years stood Omari Sara out that she was in, in, in terms of Asian footballers for females like she literally is at the top of that pyramid like nobody here yes maybe china suwen stands with that but ah man that'll be hard because she won the world cup she got to the olympic final got to the world cup final again you see the way that she was able to do this was that she always came through when things mattered the most so the question that you need to ask yourself now is do i come through when things matter the most this is an internal conversation that you're asking yourself. And if the answer is no, why is that? If the answer is no, why is that? If you're a footballer and you're listening to my voice now, you're listening to this episode, I'm opening up sports on Football Mastery. So Football Mastery is my program where I teach you how to master the mental, physical, and business side of football so that you're prepared to become an elite athlete. So you can head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash footballmastery to take advantage of the slots that would open up until December 24th, I believe. So uh, you you, you can head over and get that. But you see, the point with Sawa, like I'm making here, is that when it mattered the most, you could count on her to always be there. And that's why a coach said the bigger the stage, the better she excels. The bigger the stage, the better she excels. That's the first lesson, guys, that I want you to learn from Omari Sawa. The second lesson is your mind and body must work together your mind and body must work together now again when sawa was retiring right and she was being interviewed and she was asked about her career and how she had gotten to this point now remember this is a footballer that i played since she was 12 she's a footballer that i paid that i played since she was 12 years old she retired at what 37 so that is 25 years playing at the top so it wasn't like She was playing all this little, not playing at the top. And she said, it has become difficult to fight at the top level with my psychological and physical conditions in unison. Going to take that again. She said, it has become difficult to fight at the top level with my psychological and physical conditions in unison. So what that tells me is that the reason she was able to fight at the top level The reason she was able to stay at the top level, the reason she was able to excel as a footballer as long as she did, leading her team along the way, was because her psychological and physical conditions were in unison. Now, I've said this so many times on the podcast. You see, the key thing, yes, is that you must have the physical qualities to play your sport, at least to some level. If not, you don't even get in the door. The minute you have that, you see, the only other thing that would prevent you from going or getting to where you are going, accomplishing what you can accomplish, is that mental aspect. So, you see, all the accolades that I read for Rame Sawa, you know, greatest female Asian footballer ever, World Cup winner, Olympic silver medalist, Asian Cup winner, Japanese League winner, all of these things. You see, the way she was able to do it was because her psychological 
physical conditions were in unison. So the question for you now is, are your psychological and physical conditions in unison? So in terms of the mental aspect of the game, and of course, that's why I mentioned football mastery in terms of you learning that. In terms of the mental aspect, are you where you're supposed to be? Now, if you come back to the physical aspect, are you where you're supposed to be? So if you are not achieving the results you want to achieve, the results you believe you can achieve, it's because one of those two things are not in unison with one another. So it could be that your psychological condition is at 80%, but your physical condition is at 60%. Or it could be that your physical condition is at 90%, but your psychological condition is at 40%. They are not in unison. You see, for you to be the best athlete you can be, for you to achieve everything you want to achieve in your sport, your mental and physical must be in unison. They must be working together. Like, it is non-negotiable that those two things constantly work together. So what I want you to do, or one of the things that you can actually do, is to take each of those things separately first and ask yourself, how am I doing in this one? So in the mental aspects, how am I doing? If you cross over to the physical aspect, how am I doing? What exactly you know, is going on? How are things being done? Then, of course, after you have looked at them individually, you now ask yourself the question, are they working in unison? Because like I shared with you that example, the reason she was able to stay at the top level for 25 years was because those two things always worked out. Now, I was also reading an interview that she did, you know, when they were asking her about her experience in the U.S. and what her advice would be to, to other Asian players, you know, that wanted to come to the U.S. to play and, and, and things like that because, you know, she had to learn English, she had to learn the way that they played and, and stuff. And she said, look, the mental aspect is always going to be key because the minute they land on U.S. soil, their mind has to be right. That's literally the advice that she was going to give to other Asian players that were coming behind to maybe tour apart. And of course, it's the advice that she also gave at the end, even though she didn't know at the time that she was giving an advice. You see, your physical and your psychological conditions must be in unison. That's the second lesson that I want you to learn from Humari Sawa. And the final lesson is offer something beyond your limitations. Offer something beyond your limitations. Now, look, it would have been said, you know, it doesn't have to come from me. It might have come from anyone. But you see, there is going to be someone, whether a coach, whether how people perceive football or the sport that you play, that is going to say you are limited in certain areas. Now, let me give you a perfect example. Now, you see, all the while, before the 70s and the 80s, you see, football was always thought about as the sport where the players had to be tall and they had to be big. So in the 70s came Maradona and it was more or less like the exception because Maradona is what, 5'4", 5'5", thereabout. But after Maradona, he didn't really have those kind of guys. Then, of course, we come to the 90s and the 2000s and then it is a preferable requirement for footballers to be shorter. So you have your Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, you know, name all of those guys. There, There's so many of them. You don't necessarily have all these guys that are massive. I mean, Lorenzo is senior, is there, Dries Mertens are there, you know, short, short guys. And the belief was that, hey, if they're short, if they're sturdy, low center of gravity, obviously, it gives an advantage. You see, whatever limitation it is that people have said, 
the question you're asking yourself is what do i offer beyond that limitation that's the key thing that's the that's what's on your mind so yes you're not tall you play as a striker it means that yes you might not really be able to nod the ball into the net on many occasions they can't whip crosses for you the way a six footer would okay what is something else you can offer beyond that limitation and you see for sour she was five foot four and she was really really small i mean start playing at the age of 12 and things like that but you see and people said ah with her stature will she be able to go far will she be able to do this how will she be able to achieve that how will she be able to do this but guess what beyond that limitation what she offered was extreme composure in the center of midfield like you you have all these players who you know they have anxiety you know they crave under the pressure uh, uh, they're always flustered uh, they're always confused <laughs> this she was a general when it comes to being composed in that midfield nothing ever flustered her she was going to play a game the way she wanted to play a game you see she offered something beyond the limitation of being small and short and that's why she had the career that spanned that length of time now when i had jake thompson on the podcast you know he was telling me about um dallas Mavericks player uh, jj barrier and of course i was reading uh, uh, about him and how mark cuban you know was going to extend his contract and jj barrier was part of the dallas mavericks team that won the nba title in 2011 if i am not wrong 2011 if i am not wrong and this is a guy who is what five foot ten five foot eleven or thereabout basketball is a sport of height you really need to be tall even at six two you're not that tall in basketball like we're talking six seven six eight six nine seven footers i see beyond that limitation of being quote and unquote short because i mean at five ten is taller than me jj barrier was able to offer the mavs something different beyond this limitation exceptional hard worker good with his shooting perimeter shooting being a team player keeping the team together now all of these are just examples so what are the limitations that people have said you've had in your sport so it doesn't matter now yes sawa is a footballer but it doesn't matter what the sport is i mean i've just given you an example from jj barrier who is a basketballer what are the limitations that people have said you have now what can you offer beyond those limitations so yes you're short you play football but you're an exceptional finisher you get one chance you score that's something beyond the limitation of being big and strong so hey i don't need to be big and strong my positioning is exceptional you give me one chance i'll score you are offering something beyond that limitation and that's exactly what sour did you see yes i'm short yes i'm small hey but guess what there is nobody that is going to be more composed that is going to keep a calm head when it matters the most than me on a football pitch and literally that was her. that's the final lesson guys that I want you to learn from Humari Sawa. Offer something beyond your limitations. Athlete Maestro, guys, episode 592. Humari Sawa, come through when things matter the most. Your mind and body must work together and offer something beyond your limitations. Offer something beyond your limitations. Head over to the website, guys, athletemaestro.com. You're going to check out all the free resources that we have for you there. Every single thing is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sport. And of course, if you're a footballer, you're listening to this episode in December 2020, at least before the 24th of December 2020, then of course, you want to sign up 
for football marshall opening up a few sports for you guys athlete maestro.com forward slash football mastery athlete maestro.com forward slash football mastery if you haven't subscribed to the podcast checking checking the reviews that we had on the podcast and maybe we had about uh, less than a hundred so we need to get that up so if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't left us a rating and review head over to athletemyshow.com forward slash subscribe you're going to learn how to leave a rating and review what that rating and review does is it gives us feedback tells us that we're doing great or what we need to change or what we need to add and of course it tells other athletes that this is a worthwhile podcast because they're going to read the reviews i'm going to say hey you know i think this is good it's going to get me to my goals in sports athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing it's not enough you must do i want you to go out there i want you to learn all the lessons you can from homari sawa i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day <music>